welcome to another brand new edition of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new edition. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And the best way to keep up to date with not only the Wednesday night episodes, but the other reviews that I put up all throughout the week is to get subscribed to my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash T Scary Movie. If you get subscribed, not only will it get you access to my YouTube page for the video versions of the show, but it'll link you to your favorite podcasting platforms for the audio-only versions of the show as well. In addition, you get access to my TikTok for my horror videos that I'm putting up and to my letterbox page for the written reviews I'm putting up of all the new movies that I am talking. And folks, you're going to want to get subscribed because I have so much fun stuff coming out for you, including tonight, we are talking Dr. Jekyll, which is available to rent and purchase on digital platforms in the UK beginning March 11th. It's going to be over here not too long after that, but you're going to want to stay subscribed. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right on into things. I got a chance to catch out an early screen of this film. And most of y'all should recognize the story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This is a classic story about a uh, about a man who finds a way to basically indulge in his vices that somebody of his stature would not be uh, normally afforded and comes up with this uh, this potion of sorts that turns him into everything that he's not. It allows him to just push the limits and the boundaries of what's acceptable in society and to play out his most perverse temptations. And ultimately we find out that there might not be as much of a divide between Jekyll and Hyde as this potion takes less and less to affect the good doctor as the story goes on. Now. This is not something that's new. We've had quite a number of adaptations of Dr. Jekyll over the decades, ever since its debut. Um, I've always been really, really, really partial uh, to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen just because I love that movie. Uh, I, I really do, y'all. I, I don't care about the about the criticisms geared towards it or anything. I just find that film to be absolutely fascinating that you're putting all these literary characters together in, in a venture Avengers, if that makes sense at all. And at least in the uh, the movie version, you know, uh, Jekyll and Hyde playing this big, big role as the muscle. And honestly, the brains of the group I thought was just fantastic because we don't really get to jump that much into what really drives this story. Uh, but I digress, you know, that I, I know a lot of different Jekyll and Hyde adaptations. And I was incredibly interested in this one. One, because it's being done, uh, it's being distributed by Hammer Studios. And if you don't know Hammer, uh, they are one of the leading production companies out there of horror of the last, like, I don't know how many decades of this point. But if you're thinking of classic horror and you're thinking of like the big, big bads that we know of, the Draculas, Frankensteins, and so on, this is the company that definitely were putting those ones out. And so that already attracted me. But more so than that, the fact that uh, Susie Eddie Izzard was starring in the role of Dr. Nina, Nina Jekyll and uh, Rachel Hyde had me very much interested in this as well, too, because if you've seen Izzard's work in uh, a lot of other films, but I like to kind of kind of pinpoint um, the uh, Izzard's work in Hannibal as this serial killer and uh, the, the killer that Izzard played 
in Hannibal was always very, very interesting just for the fact that there was this um, there, there was this viciousness to the character. And I believe it was Dr. Gideon. I want to say it was what the character's name was. But there was this quiet viciousness to the character to where um, we see all these brutal things that Gideon has done to like the victims placed in, 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 in Gideon's path. And, you know, when we actually get to see Gideon in action and see what ultimately is going to be uh, what's going to be the end result for Gideon having tangled with Dr. Uh, Dr. Lecter. It's a very fascinating role for Izzard because the role really is played so reserved. And not that that has any basis at all here with uh, Nina or Rachel in uh, Dr. Jekyll, but it, it, it is very interesting because for those that are familiar with this character's like story and this character's history, um, again, the idea is that Hyde gets to be the person out there doing all these things that Jekyll just wishes that they had the ability to do. The Jekyll is so proper and won't allow themselves to really indulge in all the vices that normal people have. And normal people, you know, vices are not, have some sense of sensibility and control over, and Hyde just takes that to the absolute limit. And in this, in our story, we then introduce Rob, played by Scott Chambers. And Rob is this character, this young man who's looking for a fresh start in life. He's just getting out of prison. He lives with his brother. He doesn't have a lot of options at all. And his brother sets him up with a job assisting Dr. Jekyll at her home, who's looking for a living uh, live assistant, basically, uh, to help around with even the most uh, remedial and uh, like just the most like bare bones stuff that you need somebody to do at your home. And of course, while Rob thinks that this is just a normal job that will help him get a chance to see and spend time with his, do uh, with his daughter, who's very much in need right now, it turns out that there is something more sinister at foot from both sides, both for the reason that this job was set up and on Nina's side for wanting an assistant in the first place. And there always has been, I, I feel in these stories, an idea that Jekyll, as much as they somewhat like this, uh, this perversion of their own character in Hyde, who gets to be everything that they're not and commit these heinous, heinous acts, that there's also just a willingness for it all to be ended at that point that nobody should have the ability to just like delight and just revel in all these pleasures just freely and there's always got to be a consequence to it and we get to see that and we've seen that in previous works there because Hyde obviously takes everything to the max doesn't matter what that vice is and uh, of course in these stories those vices eventually escalate to things like murder and sexual assault, which are, you know, the most heinous things that one could think of. But that's really the way that a lot of perversions work in real life. And, you know, you have to be careful because I think a lot of people could like constitute or put the two together of perversions with like kinks or fantasies. And they're very, very different because I think a kink or a fantasy, you have more control and you have more of a, uh, more of a semblance of, uh, you know, I've said control, but more realization about what you're doing and what you're engaging in with perversions. You know, the, the problem is that they just have to keep escalating and escalating and escalating that what you've done before just doesn't really 
fit that desire every time that you do it. And we see that uh, a bit here with uh, with Izzard's uh, Jekyll and Hyde as well, that, you know, it's set up that from a young age that this is something that has kind of ran in Jekyll's family with her uh, with her father, Henry, uh, played by Jonathan Hyde, which is really cool. See Jonathan Hyde pop up here in this bit bit part in this film there. But um, we see that this is something that's kind of followed along in the family. And it's interesting because the disease, the affliction of Hyde for Jekyll is portrayed differently in a way that I've ever seen it done in most of these films here before to where, you know, it is an extension of who Jekyll is. That is who, who Hyde is completely. And that Hyde is just Jekyll turned up to 10. But this film here implies that that might not necessarily be the case. And that while there is a part of Jekyll that's for sure seen in Hyde and all of these monstrous acts that Hyde will partake in, that realistically there's something even worse at foot that's plaguing the Jekyll family over the years and years and years of dealing with this madness that has come to them. And Rob, unfortunately, just gets to be the person who is the latest, uh, latest instrument too high to possibly break this madness out upon the world. And it's hard not to feel for Rob in this because I think Scott Chambers is fantastic in his role as Rob, who the name alone there, uh, I thought it was kind of funny because Rob is very much named after Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote uh, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And Rob is a very sympathetic character in this story because typically in a story like this, you might expect that our protagonist, our hero, um, the flaws that they had are going to lead to more issues down the line. And while they do with Rob, they don't lead to the same problems that you would likely expect. And I like the fact that the movie for sure didn't give us the obvious, uh, the obvious path that they could have gone with this character. I think that uh, Izzard's interactions with Chambers throughout the film are really what drive this story because you're waiting the entire time for something to kind of break, something for something to kind of just pop through to snap out. And while there's not much in the way of like jump scares or anything in this film, I do think that it is such a sad, tragic story on both sides for what these characters want and that they have a need for each other. And unfortunately, that need for each other is also what ends up causing the problems for both of these characters throughout this movie. Um, it's a great way to adapt the Jekyll and Hyde story. And you are getting something new out of it while you're still mixing it with a lot of the familiarity that we might have from various incarnations over the years. So you're definitely gonna wanna go check this out. And I'm curious, let me know in the comment section when you get a chance to see it, how you felt it ranked up against a lot of the other adaptations of the classic Jekyll and Hyde story. Because I do think that this one offers something different and new for those of us that are not looking for the same old story told the millionth time over so check it out again this is coming to your digital platforms march 11th for everybody living in the uk it'll be over in the u.s not too too long after that but when you get a chance to check that out let me know in the comment section exactly what you're thinking and uh make sure to like this video if you're liking the movie as well too folks but that's gonna do it for me tonight i appreciate you tuning in for another episode hit that subscribe button and i'll be back with more great reviews for you folks my name is t we've been talking scary movies Stay scared. Hey everybody, looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. 
If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDEW.